Greetings, my brothers and sisters. Sending gratitude to all of you who are joining in today to accompany us down the rabbit hole of self-exploration through plant medicines. My name is Ryan Sprague, and I'm here to tell you that your frequency is now set and tuned to explore psychedelic medicines and the impact they made among the countless psychonauts exploring the last true frontier. Buy a ticket and take the ride with me as we get true first-hand accounts of the experiences, benefits, risks, and transformations taking place within the ever-expanding world of psychedelic medicines on this one time on Psychedelics. Now that I have been hosting this show for the better part of 18 months, I have been enjoying having some of my past guests on whose knowledge and expertise I find extra important for those of you either curious about psychedelics or those of you who are already connecting with them and are looking to optimize your experiences with them. As such, in today's episode, we will be chatting with an individual who is a master of having the necessary solid foundation and structure required to be able to connect with these medicines and integrate his experiences thereafter. He is a holistic lifestyle and performance coach, nature enthusiast, and biohacking hippie centered on helping others enhance all spectrums of life through movement, nutrition, and mindset optimization tools. His purpose is to energize and empower men to live a more adventurous, playful, healthy, and sustainable life via his inner fit program. And in addition, he has an amazing free ebook called the Nutramind ebook that I will be listing in the show notes for each of you to be able to check out to ensure your body feels like a temple each day. So please help me in welcoming back my man, Christian Van Camp onto the show. Christian, what's up, my man? Woo, space cadet, Ryan, I'm ready to aboard. <laughs> Star command. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> well, after infuse monopoly into that, you know, like do pass go, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We're not stopping. We're not stopping here. There's a lot more to go. Many lives after this life. <laughs> yes. I believe we call this a full send, you know? <laughs> oh, for sure. To infinity yeah, and beyond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a wise man once said. Well, dude, like I said in the intro, man, I'm super stoked to have you back. I didn't really know, like, I never really know what I'm going to get into when I have, when I do these shows, but I know when I have rock stars like you, and we're going to get into some cool stuff. And for anyone who hasn't heard the first episode I did with Christian, you know, we went a little bit more into his background, how we got into psychedelics, et cetera. Definitely check that out. It was an absolutely fire episode. But that being said, we don't have to repeat history in that way, right? We don't have to go into your history and everything. But what I want to ask you is there's a lot of, things happening within the psychedelic realm right now. I mean, even though I have a podcast there and my business with cannabis and things like that, I only see a little bit of what's going on. But I imagine like yourself, like we can notice things are definitely heating up, right? Like there's a lot of talk happening about psychedelics. There's a lot of research coming out about them. Where do you stand right now in your life with psychedelics? Like, do you interact with them at this point? How frequently kind of what are you connecting with them for? Is there multiple reasons? Tell us a little bit about how psychedelics are fitting into your life right now. Mm, yeah, it, you know, it, they come in in a variety of ways and they come in in waves. It's not like I said a true intention with psychedelics. Uh, for me, I mean, I do set an intention every time yeah. I use them, but not like in my life. And like yeah. right now, this moment, you know, I think my number one that comes in at all times is mushrooms. I, I mm. think I bond closely with medicinal mushrooms and their the benefits to my aura and being able to help me in many ways through microdosing periodically, like once a week on Saturdays, I usually embark on a journey with that. Just a small dose to get that little zest. So yeah. I have always been a proponent of curiosity. And I find since I was a little 15 year old, when I first explored mushrooms and, you know, even LSD and these other, uh, you know, cannabis, even, uh, they brought a lot of light in my life and I will always hold on to that and cherish it. Um, and I find many people can benefit as well. So 
at this point in my life, I strongly uh, utilize them with vivid intention for exploring not just the depths of my spirit, but also my psyche in a way that enhances my cognition, kind of a neurogenesis effect. Um, I'm always so geeking out on the whole biohacking realm and just tapping into my consciousness and understanding myself and the world around me more and more. Uh, And I think utilizing psychedelics uh, in these different degrees and avenues has helped me immensely. And today, yeah, I embark on that journey quite often. (laughs) Well, it's cool, man, you know, because, you know, I love and I wanted to ask that question because I think for a lot of people that listen to this show, they're either, like I said in the intro, new people to the psychedelic realm and they're kind of curious, like, hey, I'm interested in getting more info on this. You know, how do other people connect with these? Or they're seasoned people that are like, yes, I understand this realm well, <laughs> but now I'm looking to, like I've been here for a while. I'm looking to optimize, you know, not only my experiences with them, but the results thereafter, you know, and so like, what have you found overall? And again, this is this could be a very open ended question. This could be the entire episode potentially. Right? So, <laughs> so you can you know feel free to give as little or as much as you want. But what have you found in your life really helps you uh, with the overall experience of psychedelics? So, for instance, being able to you know have the mental clarity to be able to understand if they're a good fit for you right now, or if like say on Saturdays you're like, yeah, that would be a good right now. Like how to use that discernment, how to actually go through the experience with as little uh, unneeded discomfort as possible, right? Like bloating and things like that, right? And then also the post experience, right? Like integration, things like that. I imagine this will get into nootropics, nutrition, movement, etc. But like, what is kind of your, you know, and, and I imagine it's really just your ethos of every day, right? I don't think it really changes much. But, you know, for someone listening, who's like, how do I balance these into my life with some structure and discipline? I'd love asking you that question, because I know you practice what you preach. Well, the funny thing is, Ryan, as you know, they're not addicting in many ways, many of the psychedelics we know about. So that's where it's easier to harness a healthier relationship with it because I strongly believe these medicines are very intimidating. When I go into that, yeah, I'm excited. I kind of have this feeling, you know, warm feeling inside me where it's like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, every experience is so novel and new. But I'm also very intimidated by it every single time. And that shows that you are trusting and loving the medicine if you're intimidated. Because if you're going into it not having some lick of fear, then there's probably something that you need to you know, revolve your intention a little differently. Because that fear response is a good response, I find at least. But going off of that, I think psychedelics and you know the ones like I alluded to the most, like the mushrooms in particular – it's really brought a lot of empathy in my life. It's it's helped me empathize with others, really feel their emotions, their thoughts, and what they're going through when they explain things and I have conversations. And this truly applies so readily in my conversations with clients. I'm able to truly understand their, what they're articulating. So psychedelics such as mushrooms have really brought forth that idea of understanding other people's emotions as your own. Um, mm-hmm. So I strongly believe in utilizing that. And you know, like you mentioned, there's kind of phases going into psychedelics. There's like the pre-phase, phase one, which is kind of like when you take it. And then you start having kind of the come up and everything. And then you have the, uh, we'll call it phase two, like the experience itself. And then after that is the integration phase. And so for me, integrating includes just journaling a shit ton, just journaling and putting all this metaphysical chaos I went through onto, onto paper. Um, it's the, the best and free resource you can ever take advantage of, guys, is having a journal, one that you can refer to back daily, uh, you know, not only journaling your goals and visions in more of a masculine sense, but also your, your feminine energy that flows with it. So for me, journaling about what I learned, you know, what I saw, what I listened to, all those sensations that come in through those experiences. So for me, it's journaling, it's bringing forth that empathy and, and being able to have more compassion to others and myself, too. Uh, so mm. I think, you know, the psychedelics, I could expand upon that much more, but that's, that's the icing on the cake right there. 
Yeah, I love that, man, because, you know, I think for many people that are into, I, you know, I'll call it self-development. It's such a cliche term, but it really does capture kind of what, you know, we're into. And I think like when people that are already into self-development get into psychedelics, I think we naturally treat it very similar to the self-development realm, which is like has structure, discipline, et cetera. Whereas I know specifically cannabis, right? Like out of all the psychedelics that have kind of like an addicting thing to them, which is really none of them, cannabis is the only one that really gets talked about is this like interesting thing. And, you know, I've already gone into this a million times, so I won't go into it before, but it's not that people have a cannabis problem. They have a life problem, right? That cannabis is showing Mm -hmm. up with, you know, and I think so for many people that are in self-development, they already have like a meditation practice. They already have these kind of things. And so they naturally don't fall into those things as often because they're more self-aware, right? And I think that like, you know, even with things like, even with the idea of ceremony in general, I've noticed a lot of people kind of going back to back to back. And again, like no judgment, right? Like at the end of the day, I'm not going to say that won't work, right? But I think the risk of having a challenging experience goes up and not to say the challenging experiences are bad, right? Like they're challenging for a reason. But I think a lot of times, like we only really grow from challenge. You know, like if you want to build muscle, you don't go to the gym and do one push up and you're like, oh man, really tired me out today. I'm out of here. You know, it's like, that's not going to get you your goal. You know, so I think that a lot of life is about living into the discomfort. And, you know, what I found is very similar to you were saying, when I was a kid, and I would hear people interacting with psychedelics a lot. A lot of my friends at the time didn't at least seem on the forward facing, you know, notion too anxious or nervous about psychedelics. And I always thought there was something wrong with me, quote unquote, right? And by wrong, I mean like, you know, oh, there's that anxiety again that I quote unquote have, right? Cause it's not mm. you're experiencing anxiety when you go to a doctor, you have it, right? So, you know, I thought that was actually a negative. And, you know, what I want to expand upon that you said that is so valuable for, I think, some people listening that might be going through this, too, is that having a healthy amount of fear or just like, you know, I don't even want to call it anxiety, but awareness around like what is about to happen. Right? Like, I think that's very healthy. Now, again, like, does the punishment fit the crime in terms of like, for me, when I, before I got into psychedelics and while I was still interacting with cannabis, but I didn't really get into psychedelics until I was like 23, I had an irrational amount of fear, you know, because I was going on people's belief systems around they were going to, you know, destroy my brain and these kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, what happened was then I did the research and I was able to actually then have a healthy amount of fear. But I think if you're not going into it with a healthy amount of fear, I think those are the people, and I've said this before in the show, those are the people I worry about. You know, it's like if I'm with 10 people and let's say eight of them are like, yeah, I'm a little nervous, but, you know, I know that I'm going to be okay. I got the right set and setting. You guys can help me out. And you got one guy who's like, piece of cake i'm not worried about Pussies. this at all yeah exactly exactly like that's the dude that i'm like all right make sure i'm far away from that dude so he starts throwing haymakers you know <laughs> like <laughs> and i think it's really important you know and so i'm glad you brought that up mm, yeah and i think it goes back to if you do have a defined balance of that feminine and masculine core uh because having that feminine energy of understanding that slight fear around it and giving yourself some nurturing breathing through it giving yourself some self-affirmations, that's a good way to go about versus the macho jerk ideal of like, oh, you know, just push through it. It's I'm a little scared, but it's all good. You know, no worries. Like, I think that might bring forth more of those, aka bad trips, but I don't believe in bad trips. I strongly believe in challenging trips personally. I think you have the same uh, thought process on Mm -hmm. that where it's truly going to teach you no matter what. You're always going to get some form of wisdom. I've had some terrifying experiences on mushrooms in the past where I truly... I thought I was going to die. I went with my buddy. I was in the middle of Arizona, summertime, July. It's like 100 degrees out and sunny. 
We took some mushrooms, had no plan where we were going, left his parents' condo, just started walking. And we're just walking out on the street and on the sidewalk and it starts hitting us. We're like, huh, how do you feel? I'm like, oh, kind of nauseated, sick, you know, but we're good. As it progressed, we're just continually walking. All of a sudden, these these must have been poisoned mushrooms or something, like bacterial <laughs> infection, because we started getting lightheaded. The sun was super intense. Like we became vampirish and nauseous and just like overall, we couldn't even open our eyes. And we're in an intersection, like a circle intersection, where there's all these cars driving by. And we're just in this paranoid kind of mindset, like, are we going to die right here? Because I'm kind of accepting it. And it's like, yeah, bro, let's just die here together. Uh, eventually, walked towards the Walgreens and saw one of those bird scooters. And we were like, should we just ride these to get moving quicker? And we're, we're trying to pull out our phones and scan it. And our, we're looking at this phone like, what is this technology? Like, we can't even see it. Everything's all floaty and everything. Speaking of which, I am not a fan of technology when you're on tri- tripping of any sorts. Yeah. I feel so unnatural and like cyborgish. I'm like, ugh, like it's too much structure, right? And so <laughs> we're in this like flowing state and there's all the structure we're trying to adhere to. Anyways, it was a, a crazy experience. We ended up getting picked up by an Uber, somehow called the Uber. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> I'm in the front seat leaning on the mirror that's silent in the car. This guy's like some Nigerian dude and we're just trying to work through it. Just like, I'm like dying and we arrive at this park. We ended up getting there and walked out and you know, it, you were talking about methylene blue. We'll probably get in that today Yeah, about nootropics, but our pee, we were like, let's break apart. Let's go pee somewhere. And we're at this beautiful park. We come back together like, dude, what color was your pee? And it was like Mountain Dew toxic green color. <laughs> and we're just like freaking out like our kidneys dying. What's going to happen? So, And then after this, Ryan... We had this explosiveness of heaven. So we went through this intense hell. And then afterwards, we're so energized and like happy and giddy and spiritually in tune and like ready to conquer the night, get some tequila and go out on the strip or whatever. (laughs) It was the most exotic experience I've ever had with psychedelics where I had the most profound hellish experience of death and, and just slowly dying to like this heaven of just, you know, bliss. It's so strange. You know, it's funny you bring that up. I've told this story before uh, on the show, but basically I had an experience specifically with mushrooms. LSD is a different experience when you think you're going to die. I'll get into that after. But but mushrooms, <laughs> like, I mean, it's full-blown panic. Like, what happened with me was I drank a very strong tea, like an 18-gram tea with a couple friends. And oh, man. 18 MVs. grams? 18 grams, man. We were young and did not know what the hell we were getting ourselves into. Uh, it was our first tea ever as well. So we had obviously, like, you know, I'm about 23 at this point. So like I I wasn't completely idiotic. You know, I had done some research on how to make it and you know, we thought we were doing the smart thing. We were in a nice setting. We had planned for it. We all had some sort of intention going into it, but we just didn't know what we didn't know. You know, I figured I'm like, oh, well, I've done four. It's like two extra grams. I've done two grams and I've done four grams. Just put those experiences together and like that's probably what it'll be like. No, uh, zero out of 10 do not recommend using that logic to <laughs> figure out what a stronger experience is going to feel like. So we were all watching this show. Uh, it was actually a ridiculous show that I do not recommend watching uh, if you're in a psychedelic experience because it might do the same thing to you. I don't know. It was called Decker. Uh, and if you've ever seen Tim and Eric before, Tim Heidecker's other show is called Decker. It's like this secret agent show. And uh, it's completely ridiculous, dude. It's like adult swim type stuff. So we're laughing hysterically. And I laughed so hard that it triggered this like choking throat closing up response. And it just put me into full-blown panic. My logical mind is sitting there like, what just happened? Like, 
are we really choking? And like the whole time, the the voice in my head is just like, yes, we're choking. Yes. Like there's no like even question about it. Long story short, went to the bathroom, tried to puke. Nothing would come up. After about 10 minutes, realized that I had got duped by my own mind. I go through that experience. After about 10 minutes, I realized, oh, I'm not actually dying. My throat would be closed up by now. The second I realized that, like the cosmic laughter of like, oh my God, I'm so silly, just hit me. And then from there, I went in my bed and had the most beautiful, full heaven experience of my life. So very similar. Mm. Like that was probably the most challenging experience I've ever had before. Um, I actually did have one that would sound more challenging, but actually wasn't. The mushrooms, like on LSD, one time I took far too much uh, LSD by accident. And it was terrifying, but I knew that I was going to be okay. Uh, there was just this deep feeling that I'm like, all right, well, I fucked up, but I'm going to be okay. Mushrooms, uh, I did not know if I was going to be okay when I came out of that. Luckily, I was, and that shaped a lot of my future with psychedelics of being very conscious with them. But it's funny you bring that up, that whole hell to heaven thing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds well, me of that quote. Oh, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say we can go down this track, but how it applies in many facets of life. But let's let's hear uh, what you're about to say about that quote. Well, there's a quote uh, that Paul uses a lot. I forget who made it, but it's like, you know, no tree's branches can reach to heaven if its roots don't reach to hell, right? And Mm. so, like, I thought of that quote a lot when that experience was happening. And so it's funny you bring that up because I had a very similar experience. Hey, hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you all know that the doors are officially open for the Conscious Cannabis Collective. And as such, this is the last week you can sign up and receive all of the bonuses we're currently including. This is the last time I will be personally onboarding those of you who sign up with a complimentary one-on-one session, and you'll have the ability to get the Grow With Cannabis course for free during this limited time. For more info on how you can take advantage of this offer, Head down to the show notes for this episode and secure your spot today, as we only have so many spots left and they are filling up quickly. Now back to the show. Exactly. And what I was thinking is how it applies to every facet of life with like uh, all those things that suck really hardcore in the short run always bring forth that that bliss in the long run in many ways. Right. I know you're big on cold therapy of different sorts. I just set up an ice bath outside recently and just a nice galvanized steel horse trough. And so, (laughs) you know, I just think, you know, when we can overcome a lot of those demons in the short run, it's like crazy how we have this big, broader, deep wisdom within us that makes us feel like we conquered something, you know, internally or externally, whatever it may be. Like externally could be the the ice bath, which elicits a lot of internal crazy self-talk, like get out, you're going to die, get out. And you're like, no, no bitch, sit down. You know, I'm going to keep going through this, that little inner, inner bitch voice, right? Yes. Or it's pushing through a hard workout and you're breathing through your lungs thinking you're going to be bleeding out of your mouth anytime soon. <laughs> could be a whole bunch of things, right? And I think what you explained right there is so true is, you know, getting over that slight fear response of the unknown, the unknown is the most scary thing in the world. Like the unknown of our future. I have no idea what the future six months from now holds, but I know I can tap into the reticular activating, activating system and program my thoughts on a daily basis to crystallize that vision. I know I can, you know, take action to take that cold shower in the morning, which will change my physiological state. I know I can, you know, experience some of these things like these profound medicines, LSD, you know, mushrooms, DMT, and and overcome that fear afterwards. It's like a whole, you're in space. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's, it's a, all right, rather take out the think. I feel that that's a really good muscle to have. I know it is for me anyway. And I imagine for people listening, you know, again, like 
I really relate psychedelics to the same type of fear that I have before an ice bath, the same type of fear I have before combo, which is not traditionally a psychedelic, but any of the challenging experience I go through, Bikram yoga, I used to do a lot of Bikram yoga. And, you know, that is a pretty hellish experience too. It's kind of like BDSM yoga. Have you ever done Bikram before? I haven't done it, but I've just watched so many videos on it. I'm like, this is intense. Dude, you know, it's, it's funny too, because Bikram gets a lot of flack um, because, you know, he's kind of a, just a useless person yeah uh, he's a horrible it seems guy, like. but yeah it's like it's a whole uh you know hate the artist love the art type thing because i guess it really wasn't even his um yoga forms that he stole he stole them from his mentor and then just kind of made them big but mm-hmm. anyway i digress with that but it's like you know any of these kind of like challenging experiences again it's like you know i don't know if i believe in the whole like you only grow from challenge but it's definitely like a good 90%, you know, for sure. I think you can definitely have those having experiences and learn stuff. And if you're aware enough, you can keep track of it and integrate it. But I think a lot of, you know, at least my growth, and I imagine for you too, has come from stress, you know, and, hmm. and stress in and of itself is not necessarily bad. It's just how much is it the right dose, you know, all these kind of things, you know, and I think that for some people, you know, eating a gram of mushrooms might give them that, you know, good amount of stress, that good amount where it tests them a little bit, but it's not so far out of their comfort zone that it's terrifying. For other people, they might need larger doses. But, you know, I think for anyone listening, the reason I bring this stuff up too is because I think that if you're like curious about psychedelics and you're like, maybe I have a fear response and I'm not sure yet, try doing an ice bath, try doing these other things that are challenging and just see like what happens when I face a challenge. Like, how hard is it for me to overcome that? Can I get into a, like a routine of using my breath and things like that? That's a good muscle to have on hand before we connect with psychedelics. Mm, I feel it's a beautiful stepping stone, and that's something that something like that will help you overcome your physiology, right? Like on all the experiences I've I've had with psychedelics, where it feels a tremendous amount of anxiety or fear or whatever it may be coming up, it's so hard to battle the mind with the mind. I always recommend just tap into your physiological state by your body, battle the mind with the body or not even battle, but work with the mind in the body, right? Um, This could be that breath work, like train your body to tap into that, that high through breath first in many ways, not first, but it will Mm. help you adapt and respond to those experiences that are troubling through psychedelics by breath work or the cold therapy or heat therapy or working out and seeing what your body can do with that. All those things are forms of psychedelics in different ways, right? They change our perception of the outside world and the perception of our internal world. So if we can begin to tap into these things that can really uh, push our body through extreme discomfort and shouting to the mind, get the fuck out, don't do this. And you're like, no, I got this. I can do this. I can overcome this. That will translate to an experience with psychedelics in many ways and make it much more, you know, much more smooth to go through. I'm glad you brought that up because I've been fascinated with this idea and, you know, it's what I've noticed about what I'm about to say is that there's levels to it, just like pretty much everything in life. Right. So, you know, I've understood for a long time, like, okay, the mind does these things, the body does these things. You know, if I want to bring the mind down, I can use breath, things like that. But what I've been really fascinated about recently is, you know, how different states, even in our sober state of reality can feel psychedelic. Now, what I mean by that is like being truly downregulated. What I realized recently was normally I had associated like being on, being happy, being joyous with feeling very stimulated, where in reality, I didn't realize that it wasn't necessarily being stimulated that led to those things. It was feeling euphoric. Now, euphoria can actually come from down regulation just as much as up regulation. And what I love with that is that if you, <clears throat> let's say, are used to stimulants 
Well, then you're upregulating your nervous system a lot, caffeine, nicotine, things like that, right? And so, and again, no judgment. It's just I've noticed these kind of things based on my own habits with these types of things. And so as I started getting downregulated and experiencing downregulation, and cannabis was actually what taught me this, because I would interact with cannabis and all of a sudden I'd have perfect word articulation, memory <laughs> retention, you know, word recall, everything. I knew I was kind of goofy, right? I'm interacting with cannabis. So I wouldn't want to do that before a podcast, but I knew I'm like, something's happening here where all of a sudden I didn't take, you know, nicotine or, you know, drink coffee or anything. And I'm getting the same desired result, but I feel much different. So I started getting really into brainwave states, of course, alpha brainwaves and the downregulatory parasympathetic nervous system. And so it's just been fascinating, you know, because we talk about psychedelics, a lot of these, you know, external, you know, substances, but I think, like you said, you know, like DMT, all these things are produced in our body. And I think we can tap in in that way and, you know, really allow ourselves to be downregulated. That can be a psychedelic in and of itself, especially in the modern day world where most people are so upregulated, they don't even realize it. Like that was what happened to me recently is I realized another whole level to where I thought I knew this and I just discovered a whole other level to it. So it was fascinating. Mm, I love you that you bring that up because I think all these different areas of just like our nervous system mm. controls a lot of our other systems in many ways, right? So if mm. we can tap into some intense parasympathetic states where we're extremely calming the breath, maybe four seconds in, seven seconds out, eight seconds or seven seconds hold, eight seconds out, kind of the Andrew Weil uh, breath work, that's really helpful. Um, and just seeing how you feel, maybe having a little bit of Kratom or having a little bit of Kava, some CBD, some THC, some, you know, clean cannabis or, you know, some L-theanine pop that with some magnesium. Notice like how thoughts change and you're like much more at peace in different ways, but you can still have that peaceful state in a super uh, sympathetic state. Like when I'm like on the best workout ever, I've had the best breakfast and I'm going to work out and I'm took some essential amino acids, maybe took some of these nootropics before a workout. Mm -hmm. I'm just like on fire and I'm like talking to people. I'm so in this state that's like so elevated with the music playing. And I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, this feels so good. That's also, that's super sympathetic. My nervous system is mm -hmm. on fleek, man. My heart's racing crazy fast. I'm like ready for the next set. But at the same time, I still feel the same way where I have in, in control of who I am. I'm at peace with myself. So mm. it's like it can go both ways, which is such an interesting teeter-totter. And I think a lot of us nowadays are in this extreme, not they're in alert, but not calm alert, but calm is the best feeling ever. Right. Yeah. But most people are extremely alert and they're looking around a lot and they're in that anxious state. And so what we're saying right here is basically is take control of your physiology through a lot of these different facets. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up alert and calm because that's exactly like when I was on cannabis that one time and I noticed that it was like, I am alert. I am attentive. I am focused, but I'm calm. And then I've also noticed like there are times like you were saying where I'm working out, you know, maybe I did drink an espresso with Rachel and I'm on point as well, right? Methylene blue is, I don't think it's a stimulant, but it does make me kind of feel like, you know, a little, I don't even know how to describe it, man. I've only done it twice and, and I think this would be a great time to get into this stuff, but yeah. uh, I've only done it twice, but the first time I did it, and for anyone listening, uh, these are nootropics we're about to get into here, and we'll we'll dive into more of them. But the first time I did it, I like I like I was telling you before we hit record, I was alone, didn't really know what I was taking. I knew what it was, but I didn't know like how much, what I was going to feel like, trusted source, etc. So I took it. I went for a walk in very cold weather, like right on the water, right. So I walked for like thirty five minutes, and at first, of course, the second I get there, that voice is like, "Get the hell out of here! It's cold." And I'm like, "No, we're going to be okay. You know, we got a coat on, we're fine." So I start breathing. And after about 20 minutes, I noticed like, wow, I am like just really in like a zone where I'm like walking. I got my, you know, my head up, my feet moving, 
but I'm so calm and I'm just so focused on the breath and I've cultivated <laughs> this unbelievable amount of relaxation that just keeps building and building, but yet I'm still motivated to keep going. And the walk flies by uh, about halfway through it. I realized I'm not cold at all anymore. And I wasn't even like really trying to do the breath work to get on cold. I just started doing this instinctively. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I'm in a really good flow. Then I get back to the car and I had done a really crazy uh, pull day before that. So my arms, I don't know if you've ever gone between like a doorway and you've held it and then it feels like your arms are floating up afterwards. Do you ever do that when you were a kid? It's yeah. wild if you haven't done it, but it <laughs> I felt know like that. when you push the arms against the wall and then you step exactly. away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when I got on the car, it felt like my arms were like doing that. And I, it was just the strangest sensation ever. So I'm curious for you. We'll open up the topic now. Like for you, like, and I'm including nootropics into a psychedelic podcast, guys, not because they're psychedelics, but because they do cause a consciousness shift. And I do really feel like the definition of psychedelics is kind of, you know, only talking about these things that are so magnificent, right, that, you know, they get talked about a lot. But at the same time, we can't necessarily do mushrooms every day, even microdose, we got to take a couple days off, right? So these other things that allow us to have sometimes a psychedelic experience with no psychedelica added to it, right, just a euphoric, very in tune, aligned feeling, you know, Nootropics do that. And so we're going to include them into this conversation, ladies and gents, mm -hmm. and I hope you guys enjoy it. But when we get into nootropics, man, like how did you first become interested in them and how do you feel they they pair or compare to psychedelics? Mm, you know, I brought up in the beginning, I have a massive surge of curiosity running through my veins at all times. And I have since a child. So uh, when I was really young, you know, when I was 15, 16, I started exploring just a little bit more about kind of human optimization through Ben Greenfield, massive, mm. massive inspiration. Shout out to Ben Greenfield. Uh, got into his work uh, many, many years ago. And that kind of led me down the trajectory of, okay, what is total human optimization? Connecting me to all these other people in the, the space, listening to his podcast and such. So I started exploring, you know, different foods that boost uh, brain function, blueberries, the anthocyanins, things like that. Started exploring, you know, all the kind of realms of fitness and how that boosts brain function. Then it really started tapping into the supplementation and how one little compound or many compounds combined can just alter your entire state of consciousness and your, the way you feel, you, you know, your clarity, all the things that come with it. And so it's interesting, this little test tube effect I started diving into. It's just like, you could drop something in there. Maybe it bubbles up a little bit. Okay. Maybe I won't do that again. I'm going to put that in there with this other compound. Oh shit. Now this thing's blowing up. So that's what I started tapping into is looking into nicotine. Now, Lucy gum's a great option for that. It's a little bit cleaner. So got some Lucy gum and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. Started chewing on that. I'm like, okay, this little acetylcholine boost. This is awesome. Um, and real quick guys, if you're interested in going into nootropics or psychedelics or anything that affects your physiological state, do the mechanistic studies on it. Understand what is going on in your body, in your brain, on a cellular level, on a scientific level, not to the extreme where you're sweating, getting over, reading through all PubMed and stuff. No, <laughs> but like get to a level of just like understanding what is going on in my body from this pinprick happening to everything, this domino effect, right? What changes? What are the repercussions, if any? You know, all that stuff. Just be very weary of this stuff. And the stuff we bring it up today, do your research on it before just going out and buying it. Anyways, yeah, so I started exploring all this stuff, kind of getting into the biohacking realm a little bit, understanding what the heck these things do. And I started just really enjoying just like combining certain things, you know, whether it was nicotine and caffeine or it was L-theanine, which is, you know, found in a lot of green tea and it's a very calming effect that has a synergistic quality with caffeine. Like combining these things together 
was the coolest thing I thought, you know, cause I could have one experience totally different than the next, the next day, depending on my creativity level or more analytical. So, you know, when it comes to psychedelics, I started tapping into microdosing and I realized, wow, you know, microdosing actually is just a totally, it's exactly the same thing as nootropics. It really is. I mean, these things are nootropics. They're boosting brain function to some degree. So taking a smaller amount of this and a macrodose of this, totally polar opposite effects, right? Um, LSD was the same. So I started microdosing LSD and such. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know where I was going with all this. But basically, that's how it started. That's how the seed was planted and started going down all these different avenues with it. It's so cool, man, you know, because I've always been a fa- like fascinated by these kind of things too. And, you know, just cause and effect, right? Like what happens if I take this? What happens if I do that? And, you know, I was always that kid that, like I said, I didn't really get into psychedelics other than cannabis until I was 23. So I had already been going to clubs, festivals, you know, met a Hell lot yeah. of people who were doing MDMA, LSD, et cetera. So by the time I got into it, I was already, you know, well on my way of being a health, you know, person, right? Like really, you know, really focused on well-being and health in every moment of my life. And so when I got into, let's say, MDMA, I was that kid who at festivals would, you know, be stalking everyone up on all the supplements. Like, all right, take this before, you know, make sure you take this 10 minutes before you take it. Make sure you take this one during it, you know, because I was always fascinated with like, how can we really stack to make sure that like you were saying, you know, when we look up the things that are potential side effects, things like that, how can we mitigate those, you know, my day-to-day life thereafter um, with no psychedelics included, how do I feel better? Because, you know, of course, like most people, I tried coffee, which, you know, might not be looked at as a nootropic, but it's kind of like one of the OG nootropics out there, right? Kratom's mm-hmm. another one, nicotine. And also, how do I how do I do these in a way where I can balance them? Because the Lucy gum, man, that stuff is amazing. And it's so easy to just keep popping pieces of it if you don't know how, <laughs> Control how to call yourself, yourself like a, tame yeah, your mind. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it's been fascinating getting into this stuff. And, you know, I think that for anyone listening to the show who's interested in psychedelics, you probably have that quality where you like to be a little bit of a button pusher in your life, you like to hit buttons and see what happens, you know, and I think that nootropics can be a great way to do that. And, you know, I'm curious for you, like, what are some of your personal favorite nootropics? And again, guys, like, like Christian said, you know, make sure you look these up, you know, different physiologies interact with these things differently. But, you know, I like to do a little bit of control out deleting. So why are there's so many out there that one could choose from? What are some of the ones you found to be really beneficial? Um, and then if you want to throw in here any that you might use either with psychedelics or afterwards to help with integration or anything, if you happen to have that on hand, um, let me know that too. Mm, awesome. So we'll take a deep dive in the world's best nootropic, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just say, I just wanted to start yes. off with that. You guys probably so hate cutting me for edge, that. But start, <laughs> yeah, right. It's cutting edge. We've only been doing it for, for a millennia and no one yeah. knows why we do it, but yeah, do it. Yeah, sleep seriously. Take care of your sleep, guys. Get proper respiration, movement. Take care of getting some sunlight if you can, grounding outside, expanding your vision away from screens, like all the basic stuff with lifestyle. Um, all that aside, though, if we really want to uh, play around with the whole true nootropic realm, you know, some of my favorites are racetams, and it's mm. basically R-A-C-E-T-A-M. The racetam family is really interesting. I mean, it originates, I think Russia coined a lot of these synthesized uh, ingredients and, you know, paracetam, anaracetam, mm-hmm. oxyracetam, oxyparacetam, I believe is one, mm-hmm. um, anaracet or there's, there's so many, it's like hard for me to keep track, but I've explored with crazy. many of them. And uh, it's pretty cool because they all do different things. Some of them have been shown to increase blood flow to the brain. Uh, some of them have been shown to activate the corpus callosum, which is basically mm. the, the part of the brain that separates both hemispheres. And so if you can activate that, it kind of gets lateral thinking, both 
uh, right and left hemisphere working creativity with analytical they they say out there so when I take that stuff, like aniracetam is my favorite because I don't feel as anxious with it and heady. Paracetam, mm. I feel a little bit more heady with it. But that stuff's great. And it's found in a lot of the Newtopia products. Uh, Ryan and I are both really big on uh, Newtopia by the sister company Bioptimizers with all the incredible digestive health supplements, the magnesium breakthrough, et cetera. All that being said, it's an incredible company and uh, they base everything off of a custom questionnaire you take on your neurotransmitter levels, your goals, your height, your weight, all the different things that come into play. Um, and they make these custom for you before they ship them out. And so I really love that. I mean, for instance, today uh, I took the ultimate focus with some brain flow. Absolutely love that one. Mm. It's more of a kind of uh, focused analytical work, but the brain flow eases it a little bit more. So you can do all these different stacks with Newtopia uh, it's a powerful, powerful company. So if you guys are interested, definitely look into that. All that being said, though, the ingredients in that are different racetams. They have different isolates from like Inco Biloba, you know, which is a powerful plant that's been used for centuries. Uh, you probably have walked past it hundreds of times in your life because it's a very common tree with these really cool leaves. So a lot of different extracts and such that are put into that. Different things like phosphatidylserine, phosphatidylcholine. Uh, in particular, boost acetylcholine, which is good for memory retention and focus. And so the, the whole game of nootropics really is to optimize different neurotransmitters. And we have different ones ranging from serotonin, dopamine. I mentioned acetylcholine. We have adrenaline, right? So how can we optimize the level of these neuro- neurotransmitters best to our bioindividuality so we can feel calm and focused, what we were talking about Um so the racetams are awesome. I'm huge on alpha GPC. That's a very uh, powerful one as well. It's been shown to boost uh, acetylcholine, which helps out with your memory and focus and your ability to stay on task at hand, you know, better word recall and conversations. You can probably remember people's names more when you shake their hand and you're out like, ah, oh, shit, was his name Joe? Was it Jordan? What the fuck was it? Hey, I, you. <laughs> yeah, hey, you. Like, hey, man, I've always done that in the past where I'm just yeah. like, Hey man, like, uh, yeah, that's not a good feeling. I'll forget to give his <laughs> yeah. name, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, alpha GPC, the racetams, I I'm huge on just caffeine, L-theanine and nicotine on days. I just take off for the, the heavy hard hitters, uh, the mm. classic guys are going about. So I have my organic French press, take some L-theanine, which is really calming to the nervous system with that. Maybe stack some magnesium with it. That's a powerful mm. nootropic. I'd call it magnesium a nootropic in different ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything else come up for you as I ramble on with all that, Ryan? No, I'm curious. Um, one thing, though, <clears throat> because we've been talking about methylene blue, right? Like, <laughs> do you have a little bit of information on methylene blue? I just got into this, guys. I'm, like I said, I've done it twice. But I'm curious for you, like, what your experience has been with methylene blue and where it fits into your uh, nootropic stacking. Like, you know, is this something you do for focus? Is it something you do for creativity? Where do you most likely, would you say, like, yes, methylene blue is the right thing for that? Mm. So yeah, we'll start off with what it does mechanistically as well. So we understand from what I'm aware of, it's it's been shown to boost oxygenation. And so your mitochondrial health is massively important mm. for your longevity, your energy production, everything, right? These are the guys that are not only the powerhouses of the cell and what we're taught in high school biology. These guys don't just produce ATP, they're cellular communicators. So you have mitochondria in every cell in your body ranging from 1,000 all the way up to 100,000, right? Women have a condensed mitochondria of like 100,000 mitochondria in their ovaries. It's crazy. It's the most dense in all human bodies. Your brain has more in their tissue. Your heart, cardiac tissue has more mitochondria than 
let's say your fingertip, right? So our body's loaded up in these mitochondria. And so if we can optimize their health and improve the oxygenation of these, these cellular organelles, we're going to feel great. And so that's what methylene blue has been shown to do. Improve oxygenation to the brain and improve oxygenation through the body. So when I take methylene blue, I notice it's far easier to just breathe. It's interesting. Like you were mentioning yeah. your breath when you were on that walk, dude. Like it's so fascinating. Like I just feel like I can breathe easier. I can do more breath work. For instance, I took some yesterday, just about like eight milligrams or yeah, I think it was like eight milligrams or so. I think the typical dose is eight to like 16 or something like that. But yeah, I felt like my intention yesterday was to work on more creative work and also just zone into things along with getting a good hard charging workout in. And so the workouts are better with it. I feel like my creativity boosts with it and I just feel more uplifted to hold conversations. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this four to six hour energy. It feels like in a way, like an energizing full spectrum CBD without the body high. Like, I feel like yes. I don't have that body high. I feel like it's all heady in a way, but it's like, like, I feel like my energy is rising up where I feel I have a string pull in my head. I'm like, holy shit, I'm more aware in a way, but it's not like something you truly feel. It's hard to explain guys. It's so phenomenal, but it has been shown to help out in many ways with individuals suffering from Parkinson's Alzheimer's There's studies being done on that uh, individuals with overall just neuro uh, neuro issues of any sort. So it's, it's cool stuff, man. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, it it kind of reminds me, same, same, but definitely different to Kratom, where like Kratom, you feel energized, but it's not like caffeine where you're stimulated, right? Your heart's not pounding. Same with nicotine, right? Like those will give you like a sympathetic boom, 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 right? With Kratom, it's like you're so euphoric that you're energized, right? So it's like energy from euphoria. That's kind of what I felt from methylene blue, right? Where it's like, you're just so naturally euphoric that you want to talk that, you know, you're very engaged. You don't feel the need to like go on your phone or distract yourself or any of those things. You're just there for it, you know? And, and I really like it too, because, you know, I think for, you know, and and this could be only because I've only done it twice and really haven't had a lot of time to experiment with it, but there is this feeling when I come out of it that is very different from Kratom. Um, which is the thing that I relate it mostly to in terms of, you know, what I've noticed so far, but there's this feeling I notice where if you like say do a gram of mushrooms and the next day you kind of think back to it, there's just a certain sensation feeling, just interesting thing you have, right? Where you're like, wow, that was a journey, right? Not like a five gram journey where you're like, holy shit, I don't even remember where I was. Right. But like enough that you definitely had a, uh, you know, an experience, but like kind of light methylene blue kind of does that where like it puts you in such a flow state all day. That like, you're just very present is what I've noticed too. And so like the, when I think back to yesterday, I'm just like, wow, it kind of feels like when I think back to like the day after I've done mushrooms or something like that, (laughs) where I could just, I can kind of feel this sensation, feeling, et cetera, that is, I mean, unable to be put in the words, but it's very fascinating. And one of the things I've learned about methylene blue too, for any of you guys who want to go try it is you do not want to do it with MDMA, MDA, even psilocybin, um, because to my understanding, and you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it has some type of interplay with serotonin. And if you are interacting with MDMA, MDA, et cetera, you can have serotonin toxicity or serotonin syndrome which is basically too much serotonin at once. Um, and so that's a little caveat I like putting on it. Because, you know, as soon as I, like like Christian was saying earlier, right? Like you want to learn about this stuff because for me, not that I haven't done MDMA before and things like that, but understanding that was like, oh, cool. I'm working with something new. I don't know this thing. So therefore I want to learn about it so I can make wise choices. Because at the end of the day, 
really what I think being conscious in and of itself is, but especially with psychedelics, with nootropics, with diet, with exercise, with everything, is being informed enough to make the best decision based on the information you have, right? And so, mm. like, again, Christian and I aren't saying you have to do any of this stuff, right? But if you're aware of it, you can learn about it and discern, use discernment to figure out, like, hmm, am I curious about trying that? Do I think that would help me in my life? If not, you don't need to listen to it, right? You don't need to even dive into it further. But I think that this really allows so many things that might not be in one of your guys or more wavelength if you didn't listen to this episode. You know, it allows you to really dive in because for me, you know, psychedelics do so many amazing things, but nootropics are almost like a different side of that same type of effect where they keep teaching me like, whoa, okay, cool. Like, you know, for me, it's almost like, I'm going to try to make an analogy here, but nootropics are almost for me, like, you know, when you take care of yourself really well, you know yourself, you meditate every day, you do all the things, right? You get used to like how good you can feel, right? You also get used to like, okay, I take really good care of myself, yada, yada. What happens if you're, for instance, you know, some friends want to go out for a birthday party, right? Or you want to just do an insane amount of work one week. You were talking about filming your course soon. What happens when you got to record 90 videos? Well, you're probably going to need some extra, uh, you know, things in your life to be able to make that happen if you have a really big time crunch. So for me, nootropics kind of show me like, how much could I hit the gas pedal having like a really well-maintained body and mind and everything? And what can that do? Right. And I think that that's like the argument for having that foundation that I talked about back in the intro that you have. Right. And that, you know, we both share in terms of passion is having that fundamental, you know, structure and discipline around all these things allows psychedelics, nootropics, et cetera, to not only work better, but also it allows them to be sustainable long term. You know, because at the mm. end of the day, like I don't want to have to stop interacting with any of these things because I start relying on them too much, not because necessarily they're addicting, but more so that, you know, if I got into this stuff before I knew better, I might think, oh, to experience that amazingness, the only way to get there is mm -hmm. these things versus, hey, those things can lend me an extra hand if I'm going for big goals, you know, and so it's really cool. Absolutely. I was actually about to bring that up too. Just like for a lot of you guys, I, I'd say you're going to notice the biggest impact on your brain health and you won't notice any kind of uh, negative consequences of feeling like you have to ad adhere to it or take that to feel the same way. Like Ryan just stated, start taking care of world's the world's best nootropics we talked about in the beginning, sleep, all these lifestyle areas, right? Movement consistently throughout the day. And all this stuff will help you so much more with your brain health immediately. And you'll just start feeling better. You're, you're, you know, not even just your brain health will improve, but all these other biomarkers will. Your triglycerides, your cholesterol, your heart health, your HRV, your heart rate variability, right? All these things will start improving and therefore you can become a resilient. One thing I wanted to pin too is a little bit more in depth on these neurotransmitters because, you know, if we have this whole cascade of dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, adrenaline, for instance, these main guys right here, if we're you know, imbalance in some of them. Like for instance, the couch vegetable dude who's complacent with his life. He's living in his mom's basement, screaming up for more pizza rolls. Mom, I want more pizza rolls. <laughs> and he's just lazy as fuck, right? And he's gaming all day. He's probably got an upregulation of serotonin to some degree because he's just like lazy, complacent, doesn't really care where he's going. He's comfortable with where he's at. That's usually kind of a serotonin excess, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I think if he added a little bit more of these spikes, like for instance, this dude I'm talking about who wants more pizza rolls, if he added more of a stimulus through adrenaline or maybe uh, not sucking his dopam dopamine away from other ventures like the gaming and utilizing it in other arenas, he'll notice a more balanced body and spirit and mind. And so it's about understanding where you're at and maybe just meditate on this after this podcast you're listening to and just think about what neurotransmitter am I most dominant in right now? 
I mean, personally, it's definitely dopamine and acetylcholine. And I just mm. love that I have such a motivation and drive every single day, regardless of what I do. I have this deep motivation and that's that dopamine, right? The motivation neurotransmitter. And, you know, when it comes to acetylcholine, I can stay focused a lot when it comes to things. However, serotonin is one of those things that I feel, you know, it may be lacking a little bit more because I sometimes it's harder for me to dial back and just be at peace and, and chill, even though I am comfortable and content where I'm at. There's that layer there. Uh, adrenaline comes in, in waves for me personally, right? Where I'm just having this kind of like excitatory response. And that's if I also get too much of a stimulus from caffeine or nicotine. So it's about having this constant balance and understanding where am I at based on my neurobiology. Yeah. You know, it's so cool because I'm really excited to see, you know, what the future has in store for combining psychedelics into nootropics, you know, and oh. I think they've, they've already started doing this kind of stuff with like transcriptions, blue canatine, which is literally just blue, uh, methylene blue hemp, you know, essentially extract and then nicotine, you know? And so it was funny when I heard that name, I was like, oh, blue canatine. And then I like, thought about it. I was like, oh, blue canatine. I get it, you know? And so I think it's gonna be really cool to see, you know, I've had the opportunity to through a good buddy of mine, try out an example of what I'm talking about, which is why I mention it, because I know these things are starting to happen, where basically someone had taken, you know, some analogs for psilocybin, uh, you know, an analog for ketamine, a um, whole bunch of other stuff and put it together. Uh, very professional person who's very high level in this realm. And so I got to try it. Man, dude, I was like, this is unbelievable. I mean, it was enlightenment in a pill, you know, and it was unbelievable. And it wasn't, it was not intoxicating. I would say, but I mean, it was almost like you could just remember how, like when you were a kid, you could just like go out to play and all of a sudden like eight hours went by and you're like, what happened? Right. Your mom's like, why weren't you back? And you're like, I didn't even know time passed. Like it was like that. It was like, we went to a beach and, uh, it was for Rachel's birthday and, uh, her and I had already tried one of these and she elected not to try it. So it was me and my buddy Eddie. And so we go to the beach, we set up can jam, we eat, eat one of these things and do we played can jam for like seven hours straight. <laughs> it was unbelievable, dude. Got I a killer tan going, you know, <laughs> it was so funny, oh, man. Nice. So I'm excited to see where this stuff goes in the future. What are your thoughts on that though, Ryan? Just like this idea of us making analogs that are slightly altered from what nature provides. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. And I've gone back and forth on this a lot and you know, part of actually what changed, not changed my mindset, because I'm not all for it. You know, I don't I like I think that there was a time and a place, but I think that no one is ever going to outdo nature at what nature is intending to do. But I think it's also safe to say that a lot of things we're doing are not exactly nature centric, but things that I still enjoy, like, for instance, podcasting, not exactly the most nature centric thing, but I enjoy doing it. So I think that, like, for instance, if I could have something that helps this experience or helps like, you know, if I'm studying or taking a really in-depth class or something that I really want to do a good, you know, have a good grade at, or if I want to, you know, go to the beach and still be able to drive a car, but I want to have a very enlightening experience, you know, things like this, that because our world is, you know, uh, I think pretty separate from nature at this point. And I don't think that's inherently a bad thing, but I think that we have swung so far to the other way that now we're seeing a return swing and hopefully mm -hmm. eventually stabilize. But I don't think anything will ever beat nature at what nature is intending for these things to do, which is like connection to the earth, alignment to your soul, you know, uh, purpose, all this kind of stuff that can happen with psychedelics. I don't think anything man-made is going to beat that. But where I do think having this, uh, you know, you want to call it synthetic side or more like unnatural side does come in is for fine tuning things, you know? So for instance, like you were talking about how the guy who's playing video games, yada, yada, 
you know, like, yes, he would notice a big difference if he took nootropics, right? Like if he took a methylene blue, I'm sure he'd notice something, but it wouldn't be sustainable. He would just end up believing that he needed a pill to access that because he'd have no foundation, yeah. you know? And so I think for people like you and I, people like listening to the show who have a very solid foundation and we do all the things and we understand what psychedelics are, I think for those kind of people, these uh, analogs and these things like that could be very beneficial for very specific niche things uh, instead of like, because again, you know, psychedelics are really full spectrum. You can have any one or many experiences all at once, right? But I think that if you're looking to have an experience where, again, like you're at the beach, you want to drive after yada, yada, I think they can come in handy for that. And, you know, <clears throat> the reason why I, I switched on that was at first I was like, you know, I, I, I was from the cannabis industry, so I saw a lot of the stuff happening. And I was like, eh, objectively, I just don't want to play with it. But then I started realizing, like, especially with cannabis, I'm like, well, if we think about it this way, like, you know, for me, I don't interact with Delta 9 THC at all throughout the weeks. But I have noticed that I do benefit a lot from some CBN or CBG or even CBD or like a full spectrum hemp extract every once in a while. Like if I need to be down regulated or something like that. When I dove into a lot of these isolates, I realized like, oh, they actually do have a place. But I think the challenge, at least for me when I was in the cannabis industry, is people like smoking THC distilled and thinking that's cannabis, right? And it's like, no, understand what the full thing is, understand how nature made it. And then you can play around with these things from that basis of like understanding what the full spectrum is. I think it's what I would say. How I mean, do you absolutely. feel? About it? I'm curious I, how you 100% feel. hundred percent agree with you. I, yeah. was, I was actually asking <laughs> just to see where you're at. And I agree. Yeah. I think, I mean, we already brought up racetams. Methylene mm. blue is synthesized yeah. <laughs> in a lab and it was used for dying organelles of cells and looking under a microscope. Like, yeah, this stuff is definitely made by man. However, based upon anecdotal evidence and based upon a tremendous amount of research on this stuff, I'm at the point where I'm like, Hey, I'm willing to try anything. And to be honest, I'm at the point where that's the icing on the cake. I already have all the cake and the juiciness I'm slicing into. So, uh, I totally agree with you. I think it's one of those things that, you know, just like anything, uh, I know a lot of individuals, including myself in the past, I've delved down this road where I would think the supplement is what gave me the best workout or like I would like have this pre-workout scoop and I'd think like the only way to have the best workout ever, I need the L-citrulline, I need the caffeine, I need this L-theine. It's like, no, 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 I don't need that shit. You know, <laughs> like I, I just need me, myself and I, and I need to remove that mindset because if anything, that mindset's inhibiting me from having a good workout without it. So I think it's all about mindset in the end, which is awesome because um, we all can overcome that, that inner working in many ways. So yeah, it definitely starts with where you guys want to go with uh, this is setting intention. Why am I investing in this? Why am I looking into this? Am I looking into this because I want to use it as a crush because I'm not as satisfied? Um, however, you know, I bring up the icing on the cake thing. A lot of times these nootropics and things we're mentioning can pull you out of that hole that you may have dug yourself in through lifestyle habits and get you to that point where you are like cleaning your room more. You are. And all of a sudden that's like translating to these different areas. So it can be kind of a catalyst for change in many ways. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because very similar to what psychedelics do, right? Like if you're deep in depression, especially like let's talk about PTSD, right? If you're someone who's been struggling with PTSD for a long time and you've really come to the conclusion this is the way your rest of your life's going to be and maybe you've tried some stuff, maybe you haven't. Let's, let's imagine you haven't, right? So you don't have the understanding of diet, things like that for one reason or another. And so here you are struggling with PTSD. If someone goes, listen, man, you just got to start eating better. You got to start, you know, they, we start going over all the things. Someone who's already at that point is going to be like, dude, even if it does work, like that's so much energy. Like why, how do I know it's going to work? Then what you do is you have that person go through like an MDMA assisted psychotherapy session. Now they understand like, oh my God, 
I can feel better. I truly believe it now. Now they're going to start doing all that stuff because they're coming from an experience that showed them there is a reason to keep fighting Mm. here. Like there is something like I can have a better quality of life. Even if that experience was given through a synthetic like MDMA, it shows them like, oh, my brain can produce a really good effect, right? So now that person might be a lot more interested in hearing how like, wait, so, okay, so MDMA created serotonin and dopamine. You know, you're telling me that by eating better, by exercising, I can get more of those things. Yeah, it's like, it's not gonna be like, you know, taking MDMA every time you do it necessarily, but it's one of the things. Then from there, you get better sleep and they start going like, oh, well, if I started doing a lot of those things every day, I could get pretty close. And you're like, yeah, you really could, right? You throw mm. some nootropics in there, things like that. All of a sudden, this person's like, oh my God, now I have the necessary ammunition to go out there and actually try the thing, you know? And so I think I'm glad you threw that caveat in there because I do think that, you know, on either side of the spectrum, if you're already super optimized and you want that fine tune, or if you're listening to this and you're like, dude, I feel like I felt like shit for as long as I can remember. Maybe try these nootropics and make yourself realize and give the experience to yourself of like, oh, no, I can feel better. I am powerful. I can do this. Then start reverse engineering like, okay, what helps me feel anything like I felt with that nootropic or that psychedelic, right? Maybe it's going for walks. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's, I mean, who knows what, right? But again, that becomes the breadcrumb trail that you can then follow to get higher quality results in your life. Mm, Yeah. Intertwining associations of different aspects of life is super helpful for sure. And I think- with these things, they're, they're tools, just like anything else. They're not carving the path, but you have to pick up the tools and utilize them with you, you, you yeah. yourself and you, you know, it's like, you know, and the tools can be overdone to where they, you know, that say the knife starts getting dull. So don't let it get to that point. Right. Yeah. Um, all that being said, yeah, this is a, it's, it's so powerful. A lot of these things, these things that we can use to alter a state of consciousness and, you know, really pave the way for where we want to go in life. And, like we've been going back to this entire conversation is it truly goes back to your intention and where you're at with your mindset on it, right? And really analyze that because a lot of times we think we know what we want or we think we know what our mind is saying, but a lot of times it's sending miscommunications. I know this myself where I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I want to talk to this girl. It's like, no, do you really want to talk to this girl for something else, you know, or whatever it may be. Yeah. So there's been situations <laughs> like that in the past. So it's important to, to always ask those questions and dig deeper. Yeah, man. You know, I think you said the best term right from the start, curiosity, you know, and we all know the saying curiosity can kill the cat, but at the same time, it doesn't have to, you know, like curiosity is such a fascinating subject. And I think that like, just getting curious about your overall experience, like, how can I feel better? What's making me feel challenged? You know, um, with psychedelics, you know, did I try them before? What did I think? How can I make it better? You know, I call this being a mechanic, right? Because what, what is a mechanic doing? They're not just driving the car. They're listening to every single noise that you, who's not a mechanic, might not even hear. You just turn the radio up louder. You're like, what noise? You know, mechanics, like, no, that one, yeah. you know? And so again, the more we can become mechanics of our own experience, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, the more we're going to be able to ask better questions and get better results in life, you know, or at least more informed results, right? Whether they're baseline or better or whatever. But Christian, man, this has been absolutely amazing, dude. Can't wait to have you back on for round three. It's definitely happening. Where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? And where can they find out more about the InterFit program as well? Mm, awesome. Yeah. So it's at CVC Wellness uh, on all platforms. And so you can catch me on YouTube, youtube.com slash at CVC Wellness. You can catch me on Instagram. I'm very active on there at CVC Wellness. And this is Christian Van Camp, V as in Victor. Uh, a lot of people get that wrong. So they're like, CVS? And I'm like, no, it's not CVS. It's a CVC. Um, 
Yeah, it's in all platforms you can find me. Uh, and that's that's where I got it. And if you're looking to learn more about the Interfit program, there's a lot of expansions in the next several months. So I'm not sure when you're listening to this. Things will be changing soon. But what you can do for now is go to cvcwellness.com slash coaching. If you want to learn more about this, this program is all about helping men uh, really optimize all facets of life when it comes to their physique and their inner fitness. That's why it's called inner fit, because I strongly believe if you want to change your body, you first have to change your mind and what is going on within you. Uh, and this includes your nutrition. This includes your morning and evening routines. This includes habits along the lines of pornography. And what are you viewing? What are you? Your diet isn't just what you're eating. It's what you're seeing. It's who you're surrounding yourself with. So it really goes through all of that, uh, depending on where you're at in life. I'm here to support you. So Hell yeah. And guys, these are all really good things for any of you guys who are looking to do psychedelics. Cause like we talked about this whole time, <laughs> the foundation, you, from a strong foundation, you can build the uh, most amazing house ever. But on the other side, you could have the most amazing house built, but on a shaky foundation, that shit's still going to fall down as soon as the wind blows. So Christian, mm. I have one last question for you, man. And because I've already asked you the original last question I asked people, I'm going to do this thing on the spot and hopefully it comes out good, right? Whenever I make these questions up on spot, we'll just see how it goes, right? But <laughs> let's say someone listens to this episode and they're extremely excited to look into psychedelics in their own life. What is the one thing that Christian Van Camp would suggest to them to allow them to have a smooth experience within the psychedelic space? Now, this could be like diet, exercise, could be nootropics, could be anything. What is like, again, talking about foundation, right? To bring it all home. What is the foundational aspect you would recommend to them to have? Man, I would I would say one of the best things you can do is being alone. I think alone means taking time off tech, giving energy to other people through tech, taking time away from books, away from the journal, away from conversations with friends, away from going out, all the stuff you can imagine that is external to who you are in your body. Tap into yourself first before you go on this endeavor. I think it's extremely helpful for me and my my trajectory and utilizing these these medicines is taking time to just close my eyes or even just open my eyes in nature and just look around and admire what's around you before you change that state that beautiful state of mind you know and i think that's one of the most potent things you can do is analyze how do i feel in a sober mindset and sober away from nicotine from caffeine from food fasted right just completely fasted right and just from everything i think that's a good way to start and really tap into where you want to go I love it. That creates the baseline, right? And then from there, you mm -hmm. really know what these things are doing to your human experience as you do them. So I love that, man. Guys, any day Christian and I can get together and riff on so many topics that we share a mutual passion for is amazing. However, I feel this conversation was extra stacked with absolute gems for each of you. And my hope is that you walk away with actionable steps you can take to not only allow your psychedelic experiences to be more profound, but your day-to-day -day lives as well. Christian, like I said in the intro, is a master of not only human health, but also structure, discipline, and accountability. And for any of you looking to continue benefiting from the immense amount of knowledge he has, make sure to check out the show notes for this episode, where I will be listing all of the ways you can find him and begin that journey today. Christian, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and riff with me today and for doing the important work you are doing to help modern day men gain the skills and knowledge required to live each day feeling their best. And until next time, my brother, may your journey be smooth and full of light. Aho.